Hi, everybody, and welcome to the St. Misbehaven podcast. There is no new episode this week. We're taking a break for the rest of the summer, and we'll be back with new episodes on September 26th. But just so you don't forget that we exist, and also to put some content out there, and also to remind you that we have a really cool Patreon, uh, we have decided to unlock the Patreon vault and release an episode of our uh, Patreon-exclusive sideshow, Ain't Mythbehaven, to you. So this is a full episode of Ain't Mythbehaven, not just like the clips that we put out there sometimes. So please enjoy this episode about Noah. We think you'll really like it. And if you do like it, please subscribe to our Patreon. There are new episodes of Ain't Mythbehaving every month, including during this break. So you can uh, check that out. And and they're very fun episodes where we uh, flip the script and I tell Anna about some kind of ancient mythology. And this time I'm talking about the ancient myth of Noah uh, from the Old Testament, etc. So yeah, I hope you like it. And please stay subscribed. And if you have a chance to rate, review, this is a good opportunity to catch up on old episodes uh, while we're on vacation, but we will be back with more amazing and miraculous saint content for you on September 26th. Thank you for being such great listeners and uh, yeah, take care. Have a great summer and have a blessed day. Bye. Welcome to Ain't Misbehaving, the podcast about legends from people who are. Uh, I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my vestigial tale, uh, Anna Domini. <laughs> wow. That's a new one. I, you know what? I just feel like in the sideshow, you're just... That, there's no purpose for me because I'm not the researcher. Not the researcher. So, so, but you still can't call me I, your friend, yeah, so I get, I get it. it. It's uh, it's just, you know, I just don't want to lie to the audience about the nature of our Fair relationship. Enough. Which is purely professional in the sense that... And not even really professional because it's not... Ne- now you're making it sound like we're fucking no, or no, something. No. no, I mean, it's not... You're just like digging your way into it. No, I, I would say it's purely professional except there's... there's there's no money involved, so I don't even know what the, the term is for this relationship. Is if, if anything, then that would make it a purely voluntary, <laughs> yeah. but that's the impression you don't want to give because, you know, you're, that that's too close to yeah. friends. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, a voluntary relationship just does sound like a friendship. Yeah. <laughs> but it's somewhere in between friendship and not. It's more like, you know, like, I guess a voluntary relationship in the sense that sometimes people take, like, food to the, to the unhoused, you know? Or it's sounding more like you think of this as like when people make phone calls to yeah. the elderly because they're <laughs> that's alone. Kind of, that's also part of it. Yeah, that's it. It's just your your family reached out to me and they're like, could you talk to Anna <laughs> once a week about it doesn't matter. Just to give Danny a break. Doesn't matter. And also if you could give her a little job to do, they're like, she's like, she's like one of those working dogs where she doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> She just becomes destructive. She and, just starts eating her yeah, own tail. You know, yeah. she'll chew up the furniture and <laughs> pee on everything. It's just, it's, it's a mess. Well, yeah, that's why we're doing this today. So that, you know, this hour gives Danny time to clean up from the last time that's I true, peed yeah. on everything. I mean, this so. is just like Danny's golden hour. He's just like, oh, fuck. Finally. <laughs> Ooh, finally rewatched the Snyder Cut. <laughs> But uh, how have you how have you been this this week this month? I'm okay. I'm quite tired because I'm not usually doing things by ten in the morning on a Sunday. I have Sorry. to say that's all right. Well, you don't have to do a lot. You just have to passively listen and and. No, I have to be funny. That's like I I'd rather have done the research to be honest. <laughs> so much yeah. pressure well because it's like you know if you do the research and you're not funny it's just like well 
it's not my fault. These are the facts. Yeah. Whereas on this side, it's just, you yeah. know, there's, there's a lot of And then of also when you do the research, you can write your own jokes. And, yeah, because mm, yeah, I don't know if many people share this opinion, but often preparing comedy material makes it funnier than making it up I'm, on the spot. I know that's very yeah. controversial. See, I'm 50-50 on that. I mean, I, mean, I do agree <laughs> that preparing material makes it funnier, but then also preparing material is a lot of work and it's annoying. <laughs> so it depends on where I'm getting my enjoyment. Am I getting enjoyment more from the reaction of an audience or am I getting more of my enjoyment from just like not giving a shit? <laughs> but I am the kind of guy who's put the maximum amount of work into every aspect of comedy except writing material. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. That that's is very true. true. <laughs> anyways, uh, Anna, have you done anything legendary or heroic this week or this? I've done something that that I think would be anti-heroic <laughs> or like a legendary level of terribleness. Just pure villainy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it was kind of in my sleep. So <laughs> when I heard about it, I was like, "Wow, I'm an asshole." Basically, the other night, Danny got up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet and didn't turn the light on in our hall and tripped over I think my shoe that I hadn't tidied away mm -hmm. properly and he he made a, an enormous loud crash and woke me up and I don't get very much sleep and I'm very protective over my sleep and I do not react well to being <laughs> woken up so he got back into bed and I was like you woke me up and he was like I think I might have broken my toe and I, apparently I said well that's not the same is it <laughs> so yeah i was i was pretty aghast when he told me about that the next day yeah, i mean most people would be like well that's not the same is it i'm very sorry i yelled at you <laughs> but you were just like yeah no, no my sleep is precious like... you have 10 toes yeah <laughs> Exactly. You can afford to lose a couple of toes. I cannot afford to lose even a moment of sleep. That's pretty much it, oh. yeah. But yeah, so in the morning, <laughs> I was like, I kind of half remembered and I was like, oh, how's your foot? And he was like, he was just like, well, you said it's not the same when I told you it was almost broken. So <laughs> yeah, it was a bit frosty no. in the morning. <laughs> you are like a capricious deity, like a god or, mm. yeah, I mean, that does feel like in the way that uh, often in these myths, you're like, that was not a proportional response to what happened, <laughs> higher yes. being. Not that I don't want you to get the idea that you're a higher being, but yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it is very much like, oh, you you woke me from my sleep. This feels like a myth because it's like, oh, you woke me from my sleep? Well, I guess I'll murder your now whole family. Now face my wrath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I didn't Which do. Mean? I just dismissed his, his toe injury. He was, but just to be clear, his toe was not broken. We don't think so. I mean, he played hockey yesterday, mm -hmm. but apparently it hurt okay. <laughs> while he was playing hockey. Um, so I think it's just like kind of bruised, yeah. maybe. I think the problem with like having a broken toe is the doctor will be like, yeah. There's nothing we can do. Too bad, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. they're like, at best, they'll like strap one to the next one and they'll be like, well. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've only got gaffer tape, mm -hmm. so which duct tape in American. So I don't know if that would be medically appropriate. So what's your thing? It might no, be better. No, I mean, my thing is uh, <laughs> the epic thing that I experienced in the past week is that I hung out with like three different groups of people, which was kind of like, wow, wow. like like so many people. I actually met a new person the other day. I know, oh my right? God. I know. Whoa. I got to hang out with someone. That does not Somebody happen. who hadn't been like, you know, vetted and felt like I should be like, I need to know everybody you've had contact with in the last six months, all your sexual <laughs> 
partners, like everything. Like I just, you know, two forms of ID. But no, we just hung out with like a stranger, not a stranger, but uh, wow. <laughs> the spouse of a friend. Friend yes. of a friend, presumably. Spouse of a yeah. friend that I had never met. And I yeah. uh, actually I hung out with Tara and her. I never met Tara's husband. And I've also uh, never okay. met Tara's kids. So they came over and uh, we had a nice little day. And, and she got to oh, meet nice. Tavish. Yeah. Aww. And we got to go to a beer garden. Have you been to a beer garden yet? I have not yet. It's just been kind of cold. Yeah. And we were also not near any, which is <laughs> the one downside of yeah, where we're living yeah. now. Yeah, but that's all the epic things I did. I, I mean, it's just that's pretty. It felt epic. epic. It felt big. It felt like a real like <laughs> changing of eras, you know, where it's just like oh, we're hanging yeah. out with with people, you know. Anyways, yeah. So Anna, today mm-hmm. is April. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I'm trying to do this intro <laughs> like we normally do. So for the yeah, the same, so yeah. thanks everybody for the, supporting our Patreon. As you may or may not know, this is our Patreon sideshow where we talk about myths. Where I tell Anna about a myth from classical mythology and instead of her telling me about a thing. So because last month we did the Epic of Gilgamesh, which was a lot of fun, but Anna felt like she understood, but did not. What? <laughs> Is that the... I feel like... The main take No, from... I Well, I feel like you kept bringing up the, <laughs> the flood. flood. Of the one aspect <laughs> of the Gilgamesh myth. You kept bringing up Utnapushtim with, uh, and his the flood that he experienced and whatnot and made me think about flood and flood myths and i thought let's talk about the big name in flood myths maybe not the original one which is Utnapushtim, <laughs> but the guy who came in and, and did the uh the big version and we're going to talk about noah today ah, okay so- cool can i just say because i i don't know i i imagine people are listening to this like in sequence Probably, Probably, if they're making the effort. So you would have heard by now about the flood that was actually taking place while we were recording the last sideshow. So I feel like that was pretty significant. Like I was fixated on the the idea of flooding and unknowingly at the time. Yeah, I was flooding my kitchen. So So, yeah, it's kind of it all kind of runs. It's all significant. It works together. Mm. But yeah, check out our last was our last episode. It was Saint Gemma. Gemma. Saint Gemma. The Saint. How could you forget? How after that whole website? Oh, how I forgot about the website. I have been a bit in dread that I'm going to get an email from that guy. Oh my god, I really hope you do. You have to text me I when you do. Okay, like, doesn't matter what time of the day. I would not forgive someone breaking their toe in the middle of the night, but I will forgive you for waking me up in the middle of the night saying it's happened. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm hoping we get it from him and not his lawyer, but we'll see. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, whatever. Nothing actionable in that podcast. So Noah, is throwing, and people will be like, well, Noah's not a myth. He's in the Bible, and I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Bible's not complete yeah, I mean, fiction, like, so whatever. On, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. And Noah's not just in the Bible; he's in the Torah and the Quran, so he is part of oh three <laughs> three fiction. Yeah, books. so he's in a lot of <laughs> must be true. Yeah, but he, you know, spoiler alert: the flood never happened. There is <laughs> a lot of people trying to reverse engineer geology to like justify the fact that the flood happened. That is all mm-hmm. bunk. It is there's no evidence for that and there is a mountain of evidence actually exactly to the contrary so um i wouldn't worry about that so yeah but it's this is from the the old testament this is from the book of genesis actually i always forget how early on in the bible the story of the the flood happens because it's like (laughs) you've just made the earth and you're like oh we gotta have a do-over it is literally chapter six of (laughs) of what is a big book i don't know if you guys have, have like picked up a bible when you've 
having been having illicit affairs in hotel rooms, as I assume you all do, because you're all cool. <laughs> I like the idea that you would have an illicit affair in the kind of hotel that would still have a Bible They've in the all door. Like, I don't think that's true anymore. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Those Gideons used to get like... around. <laughs> So it's chapter six of the Bible, which is of the first book of the Bible, which is very long. So it's like five chapters after we create the earth. We're like, you know what? This just didn't work out. And that's a bold choice. You know, it's like if five chapters into Harry, Harry Potter, Potter people, like people were like, you know what? This Harry Potter kid is just like, you know, it's not working out. Let's just shoot him in the head and start over. Fresh. You know, it'd be to be fair. That would have made it a lot better if they just killed him and like instead made it. It's actually Hermione. Yeah. Now that's the main focus. Turns out we like these other characters more. Turns out this one was kind of a dud. Sorry, guys. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what he's saying. Is that's what God is saying? Is like, oh, this humanity that I made, they oh, this is a problem. But I mean, he did try. Like, I love it. It's like so making the you know making Satan into a snake and taking away his legs that didn't work. So we got to try something else now. What yeah. about a flood? You know. Can I also say I think there's a whole chapter in the Book of Genesis that is just a list of people. So there's not even like a lot of narrative happening. Oh. There are quite a few books yeah. <laughs> in the Bible that are just lists yeah. of people. But um, also, I wanted to say, although Genesis appears first, it probably wasn't actually written first because the whole thing was like oral tradition first. And then it was like, I think it wasn't until... Oh, I can't remember. But like the Torah was only established like quite late on, like I think maybe around the time of Jesus, mm. maybe a bit earlier, maybe a bit later. I can't remember exactly. But it was like the stories have been happening for a longer time than the way that we've sort of received them yeah, now. Yeah, so it's not exactly a first-hand account of what's happening. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like ripped from the headlines. Yeah, like Adam didn't write Genesis. In fact, I think Moses was i mean supposed to have written the first five oh, books. okay that, that makes maybe sense. which doesn't really make sense because he doesn't live past the end of exodus no, wait he <laughs> he doesn't die in exodus i think he goes back up the mountain doesn't he wait no he dies and then joshua takes the israelites into canaan wait so he dies no i thought yeah. he returned to god oh maybe that's an expression that means he died that <laughs> oh matt i gotta break oh it to you when someone returns to god that wait, means they died sorry buddy like when they told me my dog went to live on a farm upstate <laughs> yeah it's exactly oh. like that i'm sorry matt moses is dead you're gonna have to come to terms with it eventually I was like, he's just living up on the mountain with god and talking to that bush <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, sorry, Matt. Your parents lied to you. <laughs> Anyways. So Noah is the hero of the biblical flood story of the Old Testament in the book of Genesis. So Noah was the 10th of the pre-flood patriarchs. This is also called the antediluvian patriarchs. I love the term mm. antediluvian. I, I do enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, antediluvian phrase. is great. It's just a great word to throw in when you're saying something's just really old. <laughs> and I just love it. And I just kind of like, I think I realized I like, like most words that are involved with water. I really like, I like deluge is great. I like the word brackish. Come on, all these words are fun. Anyways. Plop. That's a word to do with water. Um, his father was... Hey, you wanted my improv. This is... All right, well, I, gotta, I should wait until you're done with that Commedia del Arte class, and then you'll come back here. Yes. I should get you to pay for that, Gosh. actually, because it'll, it'll improve the Patreon. I am not... I do not have a job. So unless people have started contributing to this Patreon in a very serious way, since the last time I checked, I'm not going to be able to float that. So, oh, float. That's a good okay. fun. Yeah. Float. Good, yeah. Anyways... <laughs> His father was Lamak, 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 
And his mother's not named in the biblical accounts because fuck her, she's a woman. Wait, women yeah. don't count. Yeah. <laughs> They're not in the accounts and they don't count. So Noah was 500 years old when he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Wow. So yeah. So there must have been some antediluvian Viagra knocking I guess. around. I think, I don't know. If you can do anything at 500 years old. I mean, I feel like Noah's wife deserves... Oh, wait, it was his mother. No, no. I was no, going to say, I, I feel like Noah's, she would... Noah's, these are Noah's sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when you said his mother wasn't yeah. named for a minute, I thought you were saying his wife wasn't named. And I was going to say she deserves to be named just for having sex with a 500-year-old yeah. man. Because that sounds like quite the ordeal. Noah's wife is named. She is Amzara. Okay. I don't think that she... But people don't know that. Like, yeah, she she should be as much of a legend, if not okay. more. Because, yeah, yeah sleeping with a 500-year-old yeah, I mean, man. Ooh, no he must have been pretty rich, am I right? <laughs> she might have been 500 years old, too. I don't know if we really talked about this, but like the... <laughs> I guess the biological practicalities at this point probably don't really come in, factor in. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, 440-odd years after your menopause. Yeah, like... yeah. So... I mean, yeah, there's that. And so the, the so the antediluvian people of Earth, according to the Bible, just lived forever. Like they lived hundreds and hundreds of years. That was not uncommon. Right. And I think it's even in the, this actually comes up in the Utnapushtim myth as well, where before the flood, everybody was immortal. No, wait, I don't think it was. No, that's right. not right. It's a different flood myth. Sorry, they're getting all mixed up. I think this might be the Zoroastrian version. In the Zoroastrian version, right. uh, everybody was immortal before the flood. And then they were like, well, there's too many people because everybody's immortal. So let's flood the place, kill everybody, and then everybody will be mortal after but, that. But if they were immortal, that doesn't hey, make sense. you know sense. what? Because if they were immortal, Anna, then they wouldn't Anna, have died in the Anna. flood. <laughs> You're not going to get the other side of this. It's just not going to work. You're not going to be able to get around this. It's just not. Sorry. <laughs> well, okay. What? Well, what if? Okay, they're actually all still alive, but they're just at the bottom of the sea because none of them. Ooh, can that's swim. a scary thought. That that just at the bottom of the ocean, there's a bunch of really angry uh, immortals. They're just like immortal antediluvian yeah. beings. Yeah. So, anyways, so he's 500 years old. He had these three sons. Okay. So none of the women in the flood myth are named in the Bible because. God hates women. Well, we know this. I don't think it's fair to say he hates women as much as he is just indifferent to them. So, you know, it's like he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, but you've never had a period, so yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you would fair. say that. So Noah's, he's 500 years old. He has his kids. Mm -hmm. And I felt old for having my kid in my 40s. So... <laughs> So this has made you feel better already. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't say what he did for the five hundred years before this, because yeah, because he did. He didn't have children before yeah. then. So or did he? Did it? Was he like? It doesn't say what he. Was it just him and his wife on the boat, or did he take his? Did he have? I I was sure he had kids that he took. He did. With him. Yeah, because he or a family. Yeah, because his his grown sons, presumably grown sons, because they had wives, came with yeah. them on the boat. So those are the only people on the boat. Well, what if they were like three hundred? Yeah. Well. <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to jump ahead here just so that we understand. When he, So it says he got on the boat when he was 600. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, okay. So he started building it? Uh no. So supposedly, and I, I forget where I read this, but the, the Ark, I should say, took mm -hmm. 120 years to build. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. And so, presumably... Everyone needs hobbies when they retire. Well, sounds like this was his job. I don't even know what he... <laughs> so that means at 480, God told him to start building mm -hmm. an ark. Then, yeah. 20 years into that process, he has his kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that does beg the question what on earth he was doing for the first 480 yeah. years of his life. And then... Presumably, though, being a good guy, because that's why God wanted him... For the art, yeah. right? So maybe he was just doing loads of charity stuff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe not. Well, <laughs> so the Bible says that, go that Noah was a righteous man and walked with God. Mm -hmm. but Oh, so he was just good at networking, yeah. basically. But then God. there are certain rabbinical traditions that say, like, he was just the best man of his generation, which... Oh, the best of a bad Basically, bunch. yeah. So it was like, this generation was bad enough that they all had to be eliminated, and Noah was the best guy amongst <laughs> was them. Was the only one. Yeah, so yeah. he... So okay. the more rabbinical tradition seems to, and this, and I don't fully, you know, I didn't look into this terribly, but my understanding of it just generally, and with the cursory research is it, is that he's not a perfect man. He is just the best man at the time. So okay. it would just... Which could be interpreted either way, I think, like, because, you know, clearly it might be fair to say that God at this point is a genocidal maniac. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and, and possibly a eugenicist as well, right? So it's like, it could mean that he was the least bad or it could mean that like, actually there were quite a few people who were good enough well, good, but not good enough in God's eyes to make up for all the really bad people. Right. So it could have been, yeah, he, there were some good people. I'm sure there were some good people amongst them, but uh, this is the... Uh, probably all women, so therefore they didn't yeah. count. Yeah, he was probably the best man, we'll say that. So, <laughs> you know, because you're not going to get a woman. You know, a woman couldn't build a boat? Come on! <laughs> That's true. Yeah, our boobs just get in the way of, like, trying to yeah, hammer. you couldn't even... Stuff. No, weak lady hands can't lift the blanks. You know, you, you've got periods and whatnot and just it's just not gonna work <laughs> so seeing the earth was corrupt and filled with violence god instructed noah to build an ark which he and his sons and their wives together wait so they helped no no in which in oh, okay. which he his oh, sons okay. and their wives together with male and female of all living creatures uh, would be safe in the waters so like i said there's not really much we know about noah as far as i can tell from before he built the ark but then he built the ark and that's kind of his big thing and that's all people really talk about and i feel like after it was done people would just be like oh my god are you guys the build that ark and he's like well you know i actually had a very successful shoe business before i built the ark but nobody ever talks about that you know i have yeah. interest too thank you did other stuff besides the ark it'd be um really tragic as well if it turned out he was actually allergic to a lot of animals <laughs> it's like yeah you're the you're the only good guy but you do have terrible terrible allergies so sorry no other way my hands are tied i mean i'm only an omnipotent god what can yeah. i do could which could have gone another way but oh well so <laughs> Let's talk about this boat. So okay. according to the Bible, uh, Noah's instruction to given him by God was the ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 300 cubits high. Okay. So, well, hang on. So it's kind of square. Well. If it's 300 long and 300 high. No, I'm sorry. 30 high. Sorry. Oh, that So makes it's 300 more sense. by 50 by 30. <laughs> Did I say 300? Sorry. 300 yeah. by 50 by 30. So you, you might be saying, Matt, how long is a cubit? Mm-hmm. Oh. But you don't want to... No, that's fine. Don't, it's too late. How too long late, is a cubit? <laughs> Common believe the notion that a cubit is equal to 18 inches or the length of a man's arm from the elbow to the fingertip. That does not sound big enough to have two of every animal. Well, see, well, but then also it says scripture pre prescribes 
makes unique measurements for such a sacred or long cubit in the book of Ezekiel. Oh. And the dimensions okay. of those cubits are being a cubit and a handbreadth, so 21 to 25 inches. So <laughs> this results in an arc that is somewhere between 525 and 624 feet long. Basically, it would be roughly the size of an aircraft carrier. So this is okay. a very big boat. Well, it, I mean, it is, but again, like how many animals are out there? I mean, I guess the... The thing with this is it doesn't really account for evolution anyway. But like, you know, if say you've got a, a dog, mm -hmm. are you just going to have one dog or are you oh. going to have one of each breed of dog? See that's, see, that's where you get like, you're getting caught in the weeds here. You know, you're just like. <laughs> I don't think God has thought this through, actually. <laughs> I think he, if you, I think you'll find that he's thought through quite a bit of stuff. He thought about the dimensions, right? He's like, he, I don't know. I Maybe God's eyeballing it. But this is what I'm saying. He, I, he, it sounds like he didn't think through the dimensions quite enough because it, like if you don't believe in evolution sorry i should say if you deny evolution because it's not really something you can believe in because it's a fact then presumably every breed of animal that we have now was on the boat and therefore it couldn't have been just one dog it would have had to be all the dogs right right but right? do do people who don't believe in evolution believe that you can breed dogs to, for certain traits that's an interesting point <laughs> probably yes and they're probably just doing like some mental gymnastics my, my, my... to say like oh that's different or like i know some say like oh yeah evolution obviously happens because of breeding different animals but that's kind of it it's within the limitations of changing things slightly that already exist rather than right. you know adapting slowly over hundreds of thousands of years and, i mean breeding different dogs is not like those dogs aren't evolving you're not changing the genetics of the dog so substantially that they're a new species they're all still dog but yeah i don't know um, yeah i guess it, it's complicated but <laughs> yeah the, the, i mean yeah creative i don't want to burst anybody's bubble but uh intelligent design is is bunk creationism <laughs> is fallacy it's ridiculous it, anyways it's, it's stupid. <laughs> they're stupid it's stupid anyways no way so is that our official position our official position of this podcast is creationism is dumb intelligent design is dumb and you should just do and also there's probably no god why are we doing I this again we just do for fun. <laughs> again this is a charity work that i do so it doesn't really matter what we talk about <laughs> it's chat wait it's charity work because it's befriending me is that well not befriending volunteering well, yeah at me. Don't worry. When the <laughs> when the court ordered uh, community service hours are over, we can just quit doing this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, so he built this boat the size of an aircraft carrier, which is why it took him 120 years. You're like, why would it take you 120 years to build a boat? Oh, it's like because it was handcrafted. That's pretty. Yeah. You know, it's artisan. There were no machines. There were no machines. You would think that by the time you're done with the front of the boat, the back of the boat has rotted away because it's been 120 <laughs> years. It's insane. Yeah, that's true. If you look at wood from the Victorian times, yeah, I guess that's true. It's probably not in the great. Yeah, some... I guess there are ships, you know, still around mm. from a while ago. But yeah, it doesn't seem like the most efficient way. Like, it's, it's very odd that it's like, okay, I'm going to do a huge flood, but I'm going to give you a 120-year head start. Yeah. So hand build a boat. Well, maybe it was like, hey, I'm going to do a flood. You can knock together a boat in a year. And Noah's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and then he's like, great, here are the dimensions. Like, oh, shit. Uh, okay, <laughs> i got to work on this. I, he's going to need an extension. Uh, he's like, first off, I'm going to need at least three kids to help with this. Better to work on that. <laughs> it's honestly, it does seem like, and also like in terms of genetic diversity, which is also the impossibility of like, even if you had eight people having children. Yeah. And honestly, you only have three people because Noah... 
and his wife don't have any further children uh, as far as is yeah. in the record. So you just have three people, three couples, uh, half of which each, of each couple is related. Related, the same yeah. genetics. Like you couldn't maintain, you couldn't create the genetic diversity. So it's like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I guess in a perfect world, God would be like, hey, let's like 100 people work together on this art and yeah. then they all go, whatever. Yeah. Anyways. That would make more sense. <laughs> Are you saying if that were the case, you might believe maybe. it? Maybe. I'd say like, maybe, <laughs> hey, let's put in a little, let's try harder. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> The devil is in the detail. And in this case, the details just all fall yeah. apart. Yeah. Details where the devil tricks you. Yeah. So the, the boat also had three decks. Would you think it'd have need more decks than that? Yeah, because then you're not very far away from like all the animal yeah. shit. But I mean, it's supposedly the three decks represent the three levels of existence. So like heaven, earth, and the waters below. Right. So what, he kept the fish on the no, bottom? Wait, fish shouldn't need to come on the earth. You would think. But then there's... Presumably. <laughs> I don't know. But then the other thing is like, oh, so if the ocean's flooded, is... Uh -huh is all the water salt water in which case do all the freshwater fish die oh yeah that's a good or point or did they have to come on the are boat? all the waters fresh in which case all the salt water in them die so it's like that's okay. a really good point isn't it though <laughs> but anyways i feel like the number of people who actually believe that the flood is true is quite small like even among crazy evangelicals you would be surprised but there are probably... <laughs> three full-size arcs on the earth today that groups of people have built oh wow <laughs> so <laughs> yeah well they, you know they gotta find some way to spend all that jesus I money <laughs> right you could give it to the poor or replica of faith no 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 no, <laughs> no 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 when jesus said give all your money to the poor that was a metaphor nothing else of what's in the bible is a metaphor but that his specific yeah. instruction is one that we do not have to follow. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of speculation about what the ark looked like and then how it kind of operated on a logical level, like how you would include all these animals. Yeah. So they were saying, you know, the, the lowest deck was for wild beasts, the middle deck was for birds and domesticated animals, and the top deck was for humans. Why wouldn't you let the birds be on the top deck so they could fly it around? It does feel like you'd want the birds up top. And it does feel like that would be the <laughs> easiest way to manage the birds is just like they could just fly around yeah yeah but you know again you want that deck for humans and you don't want bird poop everywhere i True. mean there are people say like oh the bottom deck was just for dung <laughs> right that makes sense you know actually i saw one that was like the top deck was just for dung and i was like that seems like a bad plan <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah that's terrible logistics so there i mean i feel like instead of a boat it should have been a train that was 1001 cars long i think that oh would have been God, you and your snowpiercer you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but it does seem because obviously snowpiercer is like noah's it's art kind of is. but they thought it through they better. did think it through better it does make more sense to have a train 101 cars long a thousand one cars long rather than a boat three decks yeah. high oh my god i really want to make a trailer for noah's ark as if it was snowpiercer now <laughs> and just some some wild animals fighting their way up from the bottom deck to the top to yeah <laughs> That, that snuck on yeah and and yeah noah is this narcissistic billionaire yeah. well just a billionaire yeah. i guess social commentary <laughs> so there's a there's a lot of speculation about what the ark looked like there was a 16th century geometer which is apparently the name for somebody who studies geometry which i did not know <laughs> who calculated the ship's internal his name is uh, jonas buto and he calculated this ship's wow. inner can you imagine yeah. you're like an academic mathematician and you dedicate your time and your intellect to doing that i mean but what a waste like we, we could have you know maybe we would have already terraformed mars if people didn't waste their fucking time on trying to justify these 
clearly batshit yeah. stories. I mean, I read something that said like the first edition of the Encyclopedia Britannica just presented the story of Noah's Ark as just pure fact. It was never like, <laughs> this is like in the 1700s, right? And so this guy yeah. is 200 years before that. And it's like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. This is this is one of the great problems of like, and now we face like the great problems of like the origins of the universe and how, uh, you know, things work on a quantum level and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, the mysteries of the human mind. And here they're just like, what about this big boat, right? <laughs> how does this boat work? Because I've been in boats, but yeah. like, this seems like a big boat, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's one of those examples of like how how much we've been held back by superstition. Because yeah. I I often think like how much how much more knowledgeable could I be about stuff if like half my childhood wasn't spent like you know learning things like prayers and hymns and shit that just like I you know I still know the Lord's Prayer off by heart. Right. I still know a lot of hymns because they're, you know, designed to be earworming right. and stuff. And it's like, imagine if my brain didn't have to right. <laughs> deal with that. What else could could I have been learning I, instead? Yeah, but I feel like also you can't just blame organized religion for that because I imagine an equal amount of space <laughs> is taken up by like Spice Girls lyrics in your brain. <laughs> wow, that is very stereotypical. So, oh, I should say this guy, he figured out the dimensions of the ship allowing for Noah's grinding mills and and smokeless ovens mm. uh, it's a model widely adapted by other commentators uh, apparently also there <laughs> there are theories that there i don't know where people get this idea from but that uh, male animals were separated by females by sharp stakes to prevent breeding so okay wait but how long were they on the, oh it was only 40 days and 40 nights well wasn't it? Or the, no that was how long it rained, long it rained for. for right so there's some yeah some, i mean there's a lot of conjecture on this because like if you read the Bible, which I do not yeah, recommend, not <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, kind of long. Main character doesn't show up till halfway through. <laughs> yeah, two stars. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, the weird ending. That the Bible is the Snyder yeah. Cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if any book needed an editor, it was the Bible. You know, they tell the same story four <laughs> times at the beginning of the second of the of the New Testament. It's dumb. Uh, anyways, so the there's multiple sources of these stories and the Bible kind of merges them so there are parts that don't make like sense, sense. like they don't <laughs> they contradict each other basically and they, they don't make no yeah, way well, yeah. are you saying that even if people say that they read the bible literally they're not telling the truth yeah apparently it turns out there's no literal I'm way to read the bible because it doesn't make literal wait sense. so wait but but then that means that people who are homophobic because it says so in the bible are just using that as an excuse perhaps that might be you might oh be something there with that theory <laughs> whoa yeah it's because like in, there's no internal logic so there's no logical way to read the bible <laughs> so it's like mm, anyways no. so enough about that yeah <laughs> No, no, I want to beat this drum a bit more. No, 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 it's all right. You know, I feel like people are listening to this, they're probably like, yes. Uh, Everybody's thoughtfully nodding their head and be like, yeah, so clever. So, Tometic traditions relate that uh, while Noah was building his ark, he attempted to warn his neighbors of the coming deluge, great word, but was ignored and mocked. <laughs> God placed lions and other ferocious beasts to protect Noah and his family from the wicked who tried to keep them from the ark. <laughs> I like that because it's like he's got to get them onto the boat. So first he's going to put them in a ring around him while he's building yeah. it as his security. Which also old lions, right? 120 year old lions. Or I guess it was just <laughs> generations of lions. Yeah, you wouldn't even need to keep them away from each other to breed because again, yeah. 
they would yeah be too old that's a really interesting question as well like were antediluvian animals also living hundreds of years i think so well i don't know the corner of the zoroastrian religion were they also they were immortal? also immortal yeah so it was just like the, the earth was getting crowded <laughs> with immortal creatures which it seems like if oh uh, that makes more sense like rather than oh humans are bad we need to get yeah. rid of them it's like well everyone's immortal so we're running out of space oh, i should also say that in the utnapushnam myth the babylonian myth the gods get together and they say hey let's destroy earth and people are like but it's not really clear and the best right. it's either that the gods are capricious and they're just like yeah fuck them mm. or that humans are loud like tories and they just want to see the people beneath them yeah. killing each it's other like for what's sport? the point yeah. of being a god if you can't crush lesser beings right yeah. <laughs> what's the point of being in power <laughs> if you can't just wield it without any recourse and consequences. without any consequences yeah. and do what you want yeah but then the alternate theory is that humans are just loud which fair humans are yeah. loud <laughs> it's like they were disturbed by how loud humans were and they were just like but what they're up in the sky like yeah, what <laughs> like that's nuts like because they hadn't even invented like sound systems yet or you know yeah. not even the steam train what were they doing that was so Apparently, loud yeah fucking maybe <laughs> i imagine they had horns and drums and all kinds of instruments and stuff uh, okay and, yeah but you know it's so it's not just like general wickedness it's not a, like a, a moral judgment it's just kind of just like so <laughs> i could forgive you being wicked but do you have to be so bloody annoying you know, i think what it is now that I have a child, is that uh, they were like so <laughs> many babies crying. This needs to stop. Right. So, uh, oh no, we're back on. <laughs> Matthew resents fatherhood. I don't understand fatherhood. I'm just saying babies are loud. That is just a fact of, of, of nature, and uh, and it's fine if you're. And you'll say you totally relate to the gods that want to wipe out See, humanity. Here's the thing: is I, because of babies being. I'm loud. fine with my son being loud. I mean. I know that he's in distress and I want to help him. Uh, it's other people's it's, babies. Yeah, it's other people's baby, right? If I'm in a restaurant and somebody else's baby's crying, I'm like, man, fuck that baby. You know, but if my <laughs> own son is crying, then I'm very concerned with him and I'm trying to settle him and, yeah. and deal with him. And, you know, I'm not sure this redeems you, but, but go I'm on. I'm just saying, like, so the gods are like, they're in a restaurant. The next table over <laughs> is, has a very upset baby. And they're like, you know what? I'm just going to burn this fucking restaurant down. <laughs> or I guess I'm going to flood this restaurant i'm gonna go in the bathroom and turn on all the taps and <laughs> everyone else be damned you know so so according to some some again thematic sources it was god or the angels who gathered the animals and their food to the ark which at that point it's like why not just build the ark god thanks for nothing also hang on they had animal food right for a lot of the animals wasn't that just other right. animals well that's the thing is like why would you keep the <laughs> some of the domesticated animals from breeding when you could use those to feed to feed the lions yeah. yeah again none of this makes yeah. sense as there had been no need to distinguish between clean and unclean animals before this time, oh. the clean animals made themselves known by kneeling before Noah as they entered the ark. A differing opinion, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> A differing opinion is that the ark itself distinguished clean from unclean, admitting seven pairs each of the former and one pair of the latter. So this is another thing. Oh, so it wasn't just two by right. two. It was seven by yeah, two. Yeah, so clean animals, which I think is animals that we eat. I, I actually didn't yeah. look up what the definition of a clean animal. I think it's domesticated animals, basically what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Seven pairs of each would be brought in. And then if you're an unclean animal, just one pair. So there was more genetic diversity among the animals than among the humans. Yeah. Because there was only three pairs of breeding And really humans. there's only, yeah. <laughs> 
and and not and like there were like three half pairs because yeah. the, that half the genetic material yes, needs of those of the is brothers. the same. Yeah. Right. So it does feel like they're like, wait. So the clean animals, you understood that seven was really good. Yeah. But with the humans, you didn't. Got it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's another thing that's inconsistent is that in within the Bible that, that there's passages that say it was two by two and then others that say, no, it was right. seven of seven. Right, and others say that it's seven, of course. Anyway. The greatest book ever written, very inconsistent. Yeah. It's the greatest story ever told, not the greatest book ever written. Oh, okay. Yeah, the writing is Paul. Okay. The greatest book ever written, Their um, Eyes Are Watching God. I couldn't think of a comic answer, so I'm just going to say Their Eyes Are Watching God is an amazing book by Zora Neale Hurston. Read it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we have all the animals collected. So Noah enters the ark in his 600th year on the 17th day of the second month of that year. So February 17th. <laughs> we should have done this in February. If I don't know. Nice. So. Uh, okay. The anniversary. I mean, it actually pre-Gregorian calendar. Oh. Would that have meant it was actually April or I can't because oh, yeah. September is the ninth month, but it was called set. So the second month. So I can't remember if January and February were added at the beginning or if November. And, yeah, because December, December is the 10th, sounds like 10. 10 yeah. So, yeah, I think January and February were the ones that were added. on. Oh, OK, so at this point it would have been oh, April. Well, then we did this right. So we did that on purpose. We <laughs> did this. It was April 17th, which yes. actually yesterday. Yeah. Yes. So that was kind of a fun <laughs> coincidence. So on the 17th of the second month that year, the fountains of the great deep burst apart and floodgates of heaven broke open and rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights until the highest mountains were covered to a depth of 15 cubits and all earth based life perished except for Noah and those with him in the 15 cubits deep cubits. So that's what, like. 30, 15, 20, 20, 20 feet? How, how much is a cubit again? 20, uh, about 18 inches, 18 to 25 inches. So it's either somewhere between 30 and 40 feet. Okay, that's pretty deep. And the mountains were covered All the mountains were that covered, much yeah. as well. So, so the, it says that the highest mountains were covered to a depth of 15 cubits. So 30 or 40 feet. J- just, okay, so that is quite a big yeah. flood. Cause... So here's the other thing is that there's not that much water on Earth to flood <laughs> all of the land masses of the earth yeah sorry any fans of the kevin costner film Waterworld. that is also an impossibility i'm sorry to break a lot of hearts <laughs> this episode but yeah so i mean it's a, a good thing that we have so few listeners yeah. at this point because it means you're upsetting fewer yeah. people but potentially a lot more people in the future hopefully. yes sorry i'll keep the faith <laughs> at the time when water world was supposed to be happening will be anyway so yeah even if all the all the ice on earth were to melt the sea level would only rise 230 feet that is not an excuse to not do something about global warming <laughs> i was about to I feel say like this entire nation's under 230 feet <laughs> so in jewish folklore the kind of water that was pouring forth sorry folklore, folklore. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you're saying folklore oh, jewish folklore is uh you know jewish well that's just the dietary yeah, customs cuisine, right? you know it's like matzo ball soup and uh, that kind of things so bagels and locks so the kind of water that was pouring forth on the earth for 40 days was not common rainfall rather god acid rain <laughs> basically <laughs> god bade each drop pass through gehemini gethsemane genna no probably not no that's not right genna <laughs> that just seems unnecessary as well yeah like it's like it's enough water to fuck things up you don't need an extra ingredient in yeah. there. But it would pass through Gena, which is a valley in Jerusalem. Uh, in the Hebrew Bible, Gena was initially where the kings of Judah sacrificed their children by fire. <laughs> 
casual. Yeah. So anyways, so it passed through Ghana and fell to earth, which a hot rain scalded the, sk- the skin of sinners. So it's not enough that these people die. Oh, uh, wow. Drowning. They also have they to, also burn, have to first. Ba- burn a bit first. Wow. Yeah. It's a little... Uh, that seems a proportional response from the creator of all things. Yeah. You know, there's there's some things to talk about how, like, the flood isn't just the destruction of the earth. It is the almost literal uncreation of the earth. It's like right. taking the creation myth and reversing it, basically. So mm-hmm. it is just like a complete okay. and absolute destruction of all that is. Which, again, he could have just foreseen it and done it right the first time. One would imagine, but I don't know. Yeah, it raises a lot more questions than it answers, honestly. <laughs> The punishment that overtook them was befitting their crime as their central desires had made them hot and inflamed to the immoral excesses. <laughs> so they were chastised by means of heated water. So that's nice. There you go. I, I like that God tries to justify his immor- immoral actions with like a pretentious metaphor. Yeah. That's that's great. So yeah, so it's returning to this pre-creation state of watery chaos by flooding the earth because of humanity's misdeeds and the remaking it in the microcosm of Noah's Ark. But a very dysfunctional microcosm. Yeah, very who knows how that's gonna work okay so it rained for 40 days and 40 nights but so there is conflicting narratives that the land was flooded for 40 days i guess for an, uh, or it was flooded for 150 days which contradicts itself within the same chapter a few verses later <laughs> in the book of genesis no way yeah. <laughs> So 150 days is, I think, the kind of thing is, is so, uh, you know, Noah was on the, on the ark for 150 days after, I think, after the rain subsided. The 40 yeah, so days. it's like 190 days, I think, is the total. So was he on the, presumably they were on the boat when the rain started or like, you know, after the first day of rain when it was like a few feet? Or... I think, yeah. So hang on, so this, this ark as well, it would have had to not only be watertight, but also resistant to the, the fire rain. That's... True, I suppose. Also, water is coming up from the ground. So Yeah, so I guess he would have wanted to be in the boat yeah. first. So you'd be in the boat. So you'd get in the boat. I think the idea is he shuts the door on the boat and then, you know, everything starts pouring and whatnot. And water keeps... Yeah. And like, and yeah, and then great geysers of water. Actually, in the movie Noah, which I meant to watch before this, but then we had to move this episode up. <laughs> Forward. Yeah. Sorry. They do have great geysers of water emerging from the ground. So apparently there's also rock monsters in there that protect people, protect the boat. So right. I'm excited watch instead of varnish yeah well no i mean like you know from people trying to get on the boat oh cool yeah so on the 27th day of the second month of noah's 601st year the earth was dry so there's some also some conjecture of like so the story that i think most people know is that after a while noah sent out a dove and the dove returned Mm -hmm. with an olive branch indicating that there was land again so in which is another area that doesn't make sense because surely You've destroyed everything. Yeah. You send out a dove to find an olive branch. The whole tree would have had to grow back. Right. So that's <laughs> so. There's actually been a fair amount of research done to do prove this. So actually, I meant to bring this up earlier. There was a group of grad students at a university somewhere in the UK. I forget which one that actually uh-huh. calculated if a boat of those dimensions could float, and they figured out it could. Yeah. You and you could fit seventy thousand animals onto it. <laughs> okay. And so. They said, you know, and it could float, but it would like basically float up to the level of the deck. So if you if you got hit with even the slightest wave, you would just swamp the thing. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's theoretically possible to have a boat this big that floats. It is theoretically possible to fit X number of animals onto it. 70,000 animals. So yeah, so people did some research and they figured out that if you submerge an olive tree in water, yeah. 
it will die within I think 30 days. It'll or okay. so if it's submerged for however many months, 150 days, uh -huh. it will just die. And also yeah. they said, and then grass will also die within even a shorter period of like within a matter of weeks. If you submerge yeah. grass, it'll die. Mm -hmm. So then when you release all of these animals, all the herbivores have nothing to eat. Yeah. And then subsequently all the predators have just herbivores to eat. So it really just seems like an ex yeah. you know, anyways. But I guess they're being controlled by God in the same way that, that God told them to come to the boat. So uh -huh. you just have to say that. So presumably he brought a dead olive branch back. Because <laughs> everything's just covered in water and mud. But then uh, what what does that prove? I don't know. That there's still land. I mean also like maybe the bird just picked it up out of the water. Like it could have just been floating on the water. <laughs> hey, this olive branch is wet. Uh yeah, yeah, I it was raining on the way over again, but uh definitely from land. Oh, it's like the dove's like, Oh actually I just I thought this was a neat shaped piece of wood and I just picked it up. I don't know. I <laughs> so there's in the fuller story, apparently he sends out a number of birds at different times. <laughs> Not like <laughs> Not to their deaths. It does sound like I'm just like... Are you sure? It does sound like... Yeah. <laughs> okay, that one's gone. We'll send another one. <laughs> well, and like, and in the Udnam Pushnam story, he sends out a bird and it comes back and he sends out a different kind of bird and it comes back. And then he sends out a raven and the raven doesn't come back. And so he's like, oh, it must be dry land out there. And I was like, that's a spurious... Right. <laughs> like, that is bad logic. <laughs> it's like, yeah. or the raven just died. Like, <laughs> the raven got too far from the boat and couldn't get back. Like, that's an also very valid also if you've got animals paired up specifically so that they can carry on breeding and then you send one out on its own and it doesn't come back that all your effort taking pairs has been wasted yeah so anyways and there i think within genesis it's it says he released both a raven and a dove so it's you know it doesn't anyways again it's contradictory <laughs> So anyways, so the rain stopped, the waters receded, basically. Okay. So after 150 days, quote, God remembered Noah and the waters recited and subsided. <laughs> oh, shit. There's <laughs> a guy on a boat. I left him yeah. there. Like, yeah, like, God's off doing other stuff. And he's like, oh, fuck, is that, is that guy still in that boat? Oh, my God. 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 <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Oh, okay. Also, another thing, we were talking about what the animals ate. What did the, the humans eat? Animals. Well, actually, I don't know, because there's a bit later that says... Oh, maybe that's why they had seven pairs of domesticated ones, so they could keep a few of them for food or, or, like, breeding for food. I think food. they just had, like, a bunch of canned goods. Do, do you think, like, because the idea of having a deck for dung as well, surely in terms of keeping the weight of the boat a bit more manageable, they should have thrown the dung out. Well, that's part of keeping the dung on the top deck, is that then you could then just toss it overboard. <laughs> easily scrape yeah. it off yeah okay but i don't know it, there's too many <laughs> logistic questions to ask i love though that there are people who again have math degrees who are like okay let's prove how impossible this Can we is say that, that dude was lived 600 years ago no no no. i mean the the, the ones doing oh, the, yeah. the study in the uk that you said i think that's pretty yeah, fun i think that's just one of those studies that people do to just be like ah oh, here's a goofy fucking thing we could study yeah Let's show how fun maths can really yeah. be. <laughs> so, point, so, sent the dove and the raven, no, and then God, God remembered, remembered Noah, Noah yeah. which is, a, is I think the funniest day was just because it does feel like he just <laughs> totally slipped his mind that he had flooded an entire planet and murdered everybody. He was having so on. much fun yeah. doing all the murder yeah. that he was like, oh, I forgot. So he's on the <laughs> other side of the planet, just like looking at people holding onto pieces of wood and just flicking them off with his giant god hand. He just. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's, I don't know. I mean, honestly, reading this story is like he could have been on the other side of the earth burning ants with a magnifying glass because it just seems like he's a real sadistic dick. Yeah. Also, if he could mind control the animals to get on the boat and then off again, Mm -hmm. why instead of flooding the whole thing, he could have just flooded up to a certain point and then instruct like mind controlled the animals to go and live at the top of the mountains and then flooded to like halfway up the like it seems like he went he really went the extra mile in terms of the destruction. It's and yeah, as you say, sadistic. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to understand the logic <laughs> of an all-knowing, all-seeing God. Yeah, that's my. I think bad, it's your your fair. perception is too 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 blinkered. You know, you you can only see. <laughs> Well, you're only you're looking through a keyhole, Anna, and yeah. he's seen the whole picture. That's true. And he knows like this is how right. you do it. So he he knows that there is a real reason why he had to burn people's flesh, and yeah. that's something we'll never fathom. But it's totally this legit. is not some story made up by you know people starving in a desert who were just trying to entertain each <laughs> other who got way out of control. <laughs> Sunstroke. Yeah. yeah. So the arc. I wonder if in two three thousand years time. Harry Potter is going to be the religion. People would have found the books and th- and like treat it like the Bible, <laughs> and like it's like it's just a story that got out of hand. Yeah. Especially because like Harry Potter kind of is a rip off of Jesus anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, when I was a nanny for an academic, she was doing she was writing a book about like Harry Potter and the the literary influences on Rowling and stuff. <laughs> Harry Potter and the literary influences. That's the worst book. <laughs> that was not the title the title was actually hogwarts library which was quite fun yeah. I thought. but she she watched a lot of interviews and stuff and apparently in an interview they asked jk rowling like so you're a you're a devout christian but you never talked about this before all the books came out and, and then she started um, nowhere she was just like all women have a vagina and all men have a penis <laughs> and they were like that is not what we asked Cause you the, about because jesus said so no <laughs> no she they were like what so why didn't you ever talk about your faith before the last book came out and she was like well because i didn't want to give away the ending so she was literally admitting that like you know the resurrection story oh, yeah. in harry potter was just like lifted totally uh, i don't know <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, it does start out with like somebody trying to kill a baby, which is yeah. It also yeah. starts with somebody failing to kill a baby, which as somebody who's trying to keep a baby alive for a couple <laughs> of weeks now feels like it'd be very easy to do. It's quite far fetched. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I am actively trying as hard as I can to keep this baby alive, and it is work. <laughs> hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so the water subsided until the ark rested on the mountains of Ararat. Remember that phrase for later. What, the mountains of Ararat? The mountains of Ararat. On the 27th day of the second month of Noah's 601st year, the earth was dry. So a year later, the earth Wait, was dry. Wait, so a year later. The earth was totally okay. dry. Noah built an altar and made a sacrifice, and God made a covenant, covenant, government, made a covenant, <laughs> covenant. with Noah <laughs> that man would be allowed to eat every living thing, but not its blood. So okay. eat whatever meat you want, no, but blood is gross. No black pudding. Yeah. Okay. And God would never again destroy all life by a flood, which feels like some real lawyer. <laughs> That's a real get out, isn't it? Language. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. I, will... I won't destroy everything again. By, by a flood. flood. What was that last bit, God? Did you just kind of mumble under your breath? What? Nothing. I just said I wasn't going to destroy anything. I'll never destroy anything by again. Flood. By a flood. Uh, yeah. God said, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. It's another one as well. It's like, but for women's sake. Yeah. 
Oh, God's not going to do shit for women. Thank you very much. The Noahic covenant applies to all uh-huh. of humanity and all other living creatures. In this covenant with all living creature, God promises never going to destroy all life. And I said that already. Uh, and creates a rainbow as a sign of this life. Everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh. What? What? Hang on. So, so you were saying about the lawyery stuff yeah. earlier. What? How? How does an animal? Enter into a covenant. You know, I don't know. It, cat, lick your butt <laughs> if you agree. Yes, that is, you know, every time a cat licks its own butt, much like the rainbow, it is a sign of, of God's covenant with man to never destroy the the world again with water. With a flood, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that you whispered really fast when you read? So Noah was also given the seven laws of Noah, which are set imperatives, which according to the Talmud are given by God as a binding set of universal moral laws for the sons of Noah. That is to say, all of humanity. Yeah, everybody. everybody. Yeah. According to Jewish law, non-Jews or Gentiles like ourselves are not a well, me. You. Yeah, me. I guess me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I I don't know. I I don't know where I where I count and where I don't. Yeah. You know. Well, here's here's the great thing. So it says, uh, according to Jewish law, non-Jews are not obligated to convert to Judaism. So, uh, th- so wait, but hang on. But everyone was Noah's sons, mm-hmm. so everyone was Jewish. Where did these Gentiles come from? Well, they came from Christ. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. It's like they stopped being what? Jews when they started following Christianity or uh, any other. No, but obviously there were Gentiles before then. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's complicated. Where, where did they come from? It's. I, I don't know. I think they're they're talking about this less as a as an ethnic dis- distinction, like ethnically Jewish, as opposed to like actual followers of this faith. Right, but again, but if everyone came from six people, Noah's sons, right. they would have all been raised Jewish anyway, right? Well, yeah, but then they're ancestors kind of go off on different we'll get into that we'll get into what happens to the kids okay. in a minute Sorry. so yeah it kind of oh my god there's more yeah. <laughs> so non-jews are not obligated to convert to judaism but they are required to observe the seven laws of noah to be assured a place in the world to come the final reward right. for the righteous so nice so here's so you don't have to be a jew but you have to do everything that a well jew you does. just have to be you just have to follow seven laws Okay, so not all the other right. ones. I mean, it's basically like, hey, if you're cool, we'll let you into heaven. Whereas Christians are like, if you do not get baptized, you are shit out of luck. It doesn't matter <laughs> how nice you are. You go to purgatory at best. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. You weren't in the club, so you don't get to go. And the non-Jews that choose to follow the seven laws of Noah are required as righteous Gentiles. So the seven Noid Noid laws are traditionally enumerated as one, not to worship idols. So So you can be a non-Jew, but you can't have any other religion. I guess so, yeah. So as long as you don't have, yeah, I guess that's true. Or if you just don't have an idol worshiping religion. I don't know. But but isn't an idol just a false god? Perhaps. So it's not like an actual physical idol is it's like any god that isn't yahweh oh, okay so it says like you don't have to convert to judaism but you still need to be a jew it's what the... well you don't have to convert to judaism but you can't have any other religion right okay so by the so that's... of it apart from buddhism i guess so that's us right because we don't have any religion <laughs> yeah we're, we're righteous gentiles so, so we're good sure. so we're good on number one not to curse god that's <laughs> oh i do that quite well, a lot to be fair i feel like this means not see it's not saying not to take god's name in vain which is what one of the ten commandments says see this is just saying not to curse okay. god so if we're just like not upset with god i mean we have called him 
like well i called him a genocidal maniac earlier i've definitely been rude about him but i feel like that's not slanderous because it does feel <laughs> it's, all, it's true. all true i don't know maybe maniac is slanderous okay so maybe we're we're a bit iffy on number two but i feel like number three we've got down pat it's number three is not to commit murder so okay cool. we've never done any really good put downs of each other so we haven't no haven't committed murder yeah, yet well yeah and we've also never each other. taken a human life uh, at least i haven't so i don't know about you but <laughs> what are you accusing me of anything yeah i've never done that either number four is not to commit adultery bestiality or sexual immorality what does sexual immorality cover um because you know me and danny aren't married right and <laughs> it was just well covers a shock i don't know i don't know what immorality means in terms of if it's like certain positions are immoral <laughs> if it's like you can't do doggy style because then that's bestiality yeah, that's basically bestiality i mean doggy style is a gateway to bestiality it's right there in the name <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's like is is mouse stuff immoral is butt stuff immoral <laughs> Like, I mean, there's a lot. I would kind of need to see in numerous. I've never committed adultery and I've never committed bestiality, but sexual, but I've done some things which. <laughs> probably would be might, counted might, as sexual yeah, immorality. It may, might make a few rabbis blush, is all I'm saying. So, <laughs> not to steal. Okay. Well, what are we counting as stealing? Like, watching streaming films on illegitimate websites that you haven't paid um, for? Well, I don't know if you saw those not to pirate PSAs in front of you DVDs. Wouldn't you wouldn't car. steal a car, yeah. would you? Yeah, but you would steal an hour and a half of entertainment. Right. I, uh. Like, it's a generational thing. Such right? a stupid argument. You know, I think generationally, I think most people, I don't know, whatever, man. I th they say that like people never snuck into movie theaters, you know. But also, you know, you wouldn't colonize a country right. that wasn't your, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like everyone does crime. Yeah. Crime is a social construct. Life is crime. I think we've been over yeah. this. Anyways, so <laughs> I say I used to be a really good shoplifter until I got caught. So I guess I wasn't that good. So I did do a bit of stealing, but I don't <laughs> steal anymore. So it's like, it doesn't, I don't know. I guess it's like. Yeah, but how many strikes do you get on this rule break? Uh, see, that's the thing, right? Is it is it a thing where it's like, it's looking at you now or it's looking at your past? Yeah. So mm. if I'm not stealing now, do I get to go to heaven <laughs> or. Any, any moment I'm not stealing. Yeah. As long as you don't die while that? you're stealing, maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, number six is not to eat flesh torn from a living animal, which... <laughs> okay, I think I can manage that one. I think, uh, you know, I'm choosing to re read Ooh. that as not Who, who would eat. do that? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even a vegetarian and, and that idea is horrifying. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't eat just like a living, like just go up and sink your teeth into a cow. <laughs> Like just you would you wouldn't eat a raw live cow, so don't steal a you movie. You wouldn't eat a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So yeah, it's uh, I think this is coming in with like the thing where they like don't drink blood, which is just you know <laughs> you know mankind is forbidden to consume meat with the blood in it. So don't also eat raw steaks. No steak. Yeah. Well, I mean even cooked steak. Yeah. You know if it's not super well yeah. done there's still a bit of blood that's what makes it nice yeah well that's what makes it sinful that's what you mean <laughs> which sin tastes the best as we all know I suppose so. the forbidden fruit <laughs> and the most forbidden fruit is to just run down a gazelle and then just bite into it <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's connected to the bestiality thing like you can't fuck animals you can't impersonate their dietary habits yeah. just try to be like a human being i mean basically it's also like hey don't don't be a dick <laughs> be yeah, an or asshole like, yeah. a, like a weird creep the seventh one is probably going to be the hardest one for us to follow uh -oh. even more so than don't commit murder <laughs> okay and it is to establish courts of justice oh yeah well so okay 
But if everyone establishes a court, it, yeah. then there's like there sounds like there's going to be more courts than you actually That's need. That's the problem with everybody having their own court of justice is that at some point yeah. the idea of justice becomes so individualized that it becomes meaningless, right? Yes. So it does seem like you'd kind of need some kind of universal <laughs> central, central court. Sense yeah. of, like or sense of justice or arbiter of justice or, or morality. Mm -hmm. Not too much. I mean, I guess actually that sounds terrible to have a central arbiter of morality because then people in power can justify anything thing which will come up mm -hmm. later and yeah so but i do at the same time do not feel like i'm going to be establishing any kind of legal framework for myself or others yeah and i don't foresee that as something i mean maybe a society crumbles and somehow i i mean i don't know how far society would have to crumble that somehow i am on top the one establishing yeah, the laws that i'm yeah. suddenly the lawgiver it's basically yeah this is these are the seven laws it's a weird one if you're gonna set an impossible task that's a weird one to choose right. as well. Because like clearly it's like, okay, these all sound reasonable. And it's like, oh, hang on. This is just a way of keeping all the Gentiles out. Well, no, it feels like it's a way of keeping everybody out. I mean, if it was something like maintain yes. a sense of justice in the world or something like that, you could be like, okay, mm -hmm. people can do that. People can try to be a good yeah, person. You can, yeah, you yeah. can be like, okay, I'm going to maintain justice. I think, which I think is more what it is saying. is like it's saying like... No, no, no. We have to interpret everything literally. <laughs> well, no, no. This is the Talmud we can kind of have. Oh, on. cool. We don't okay. have to be quite as... Uh, as dogmatic about it. Anyways, God said to Noah and his sons, uh, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. He also said that all the fowls of the land and the fishes would be afraid of them from now on. <laughs> So, and furthermore, that's a weird yeah, one to add it's in. Weird. I mean, well, because it's kind of like that in the Garden of Eden, right? So, so this yeah. is kind of fill the earth and subdue it. He's basically just rereading the script from the Garden of Eden, which is, you know, <laughs> but no one was around at that point. Yeah. So he's like, oh, this is all new material. Yeah, they don't know. yeah it's new to them. So, yeah, because it was basically when they were in the Garden of Eden. The animals weren't afraid of Adam. But then after he was cast out, uh, okay. then there was that thing. It's the same thing with Enkidu, right? Where he was he was yeah. with the animals what? and then all of a sudden he was anyways. He was cast out of paradise. So it is kind of like it's kind of a good bit good news, bad news. It's like bad news, all the animals are afraid of you. Good news, all the green plants and every moving thing would be your food. So you can eat whatever you want. <laughs> Unless it's yeah, blood ex with or the exception of blood flesh. that was not to be eaten. And he also said, Whosoever sheddeth man's blood, by man shall have his blood shed. So, so so basically, if you're gonna cut someone, you gotta let yeah. them cut you. Uh, eye for an fair. eye, that kind of thing. That's fair. A rainbow called yeah. my bow was given as the sign of the covenant made between me and you and every living creature that is for perpetual generations. This is God saying this. So God made the rainbow as a sign of his mm -hmm. covenant with man. And then... Which is interesting because so there were no rainbows before. No, apparently not. So it never rained at the same time as it was. No, sunny. just light didn't refract <laughs> through water the way that it did. That's a weird thing to introduce at that Refraction. point. It's like I've done over yeah, I've done over creation. I'm also gonna in make some laws of physics. It is I mean, yeah, if you're starting over, you'll be like, also, couldn't water be more interesting? What if what <laughs> no wait, what if what if no, no follow me on this one, guys? What if when you shine light through water, it makes colors? I know it's crazy, but I'm God. <laughs> I'm do what I want. I made that platypus. <laughs> Remember you guys were all like, Don't make that platypus, and I'm like, I'm do what I want. Anyways. <laughs> so after the flood the bible says that noah became a farmer and he planted a vineyard and he drank wine made from the vineyard and he got drunk so <laughs> <laughs> none of the seven laws said he couldn't do that nothing in them seven laws he's like he's rereading this like okay don't eat don't eat flesh okay cool but drink as much wine as you want so so fermented grapes yeah, all good nothing wrong with that ain't no rule no rule against that so you know it's famously noah got drunk so as early as the classical era commenters on this portion of genesis have 
have excused Noah's excessive drinking. They're basically enablers because he, he went through a he lot. He went through a lot. That's not even with the excuse. It's amazing. No, this is even better. Like I would excuse it, be like, oh, he just saw millions of people die, some of whom were yeah. his friends, presumably. Also, yeah. his sons had wives, and presumably they had families who are also Their families dead. died. Yeah. You know, yeah. he has just seen not only that, but he's seen a lot of dead animals. I guess actually I hadn't thought about this, but when you need to feed animals, right? Mm -hmm. Presumably after everything's flooded, there are a shit ton of corpses of humans Ooh. and animals just floating on the surface of the water. Oh, God, so you yeah. can just kind of get a long pole with a hook on the end, <laughs> fish out unlimited meat. I think, yeah, if you just get a net and a pole with a big hook on it, the ocean is your smorgasbord at that point because Ooh. everything's dead and just floating on the surface. Rotting sea. Meat. Yeah, I, yeah, I hadn't <laughs> thought about this, but like the smell must have been terrible. <laughs> Welcome to my brave new world. It's so this stinky. So bad. Also, when the floodwaters receded, that must have just like everything's covered in mud, so everything must have been kind of gross. Yeah, but but hey, I made a rainbow. Yeah, but, but everything else looks really bad. <laughs> hey, great rainbow god god can i just say refraction just ace's idea love it could you do something about the mountains of corpses that litter literally every inch of the earth now that the floodwaters have receded is there anything we can do about that you'll figure just, it out don't worry about it it's like you know what i have figured it out and it is that i am going to drink until i forget that i exist <laughs> uh well, that's allowed. Send yeah. the rules. Go for God's it, like, Wait a minute. Let it. me check the rule book. Mm, there's no rule that says you can't. So Could he have used some of the corpses as like compost to help the grapes Presumably grow? that's what he did, yeah. Mmm, rotten corpse wine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've heard a lot of things. People talk about like hints and notes of, of things, that you know, and wine, but never like <laughs> hints and notes of people. And, you know. Sarah, yeah. People... There are notes here of burning mm. flesh. Oh, does this taste a bit of sinner? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and top notes of peach, just to... Uh cover yeah. it up so as early as the classical era commenters have excused noah's excessive drinking because he was considered to be the first wine drinker that he was the first person <laughs> hold on a second he was the first person to discover the effects of wine and he discovered it every Hard. day <laughs> i mean th that's the thing is like so he <laughs> he discovers wine right <laughs> presumably after what? this so it's like he is like I need to deal with what just happened. There are, there's no <laughs> such thing as therapy because number one, anyone who might've been a therapist is now dead. All the therapists <laughs> are dead, yeah. And also that doesn't exist as a science. And so he's just like, I'm just gonna have to create something to blot out this image from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was like, it is kind of like necessity is the mother of invention. It kind of at its purest <laughs> form. It's just like I this this like worldwide trauma yeah. is the mother of wine. Yeah, exactly. It's like I have had so much trauma now. I I need to fucking figure out a way to destroy my brain. Forget. Okay. So they are saying that Noah's behavior is defensible. As the first human to taste wine, he would not know its effect through ignorance. And it... I mean, he would after like a day. Yeah, well, uh, to be yeah, fair, I mean, it's like you try it the first time. And you're like, oh, okay, and you're like, wait. Maybe this was an isolated incident. Let me just keep, I mean, because anybody knows the mark of good <laughs> science is, you know, repeatable yeah. results are the key to good mm -hmm. scientific progress. And the Bible is nothing if not good scientific progress. Scientific true. So John Christendom, the Archduke of Constantinople, said through ignorance and inexperience of the proper amount of drink, he fell into a drunken stupor. So he just didn't know, right? Okay, that is an excuse for the first, like, maybe yeah. week. <laughs> but after, after that, that, I think he knew maybe what he, he was doing. Problem. Let's just say, maybe no. But if he discovered wine, 
it's pretty impressive that he could keep growing grapes whilst mm. drunk to be fair credit where it's due i could not organize a vineyard i guess this is before they had invented the phrase don't get high on your own supply so <laughs> noah didn't know maybe noah originated that phrase by the time he's actually ready to die presumably of liver disease he'd be like in my many years of having lived through the flood and everything that came after it my one piece of advice don't get high in your own supply <laughs> that's noah's eighth law it's like <laughs> <laughs> my final law to you yay do not get high upon thine own supply <laughs> also there's there's a hellenistic jewish philosopher named philo mm -hmm. who excused noah by noting that one can drink in two different manners one to drink wine in excess a peculiar sin to the vicious evil man or two to partake of wine as a wise man noah being the latter so <laughs> so basically you can drink as much as you like as long as you're a wine star. yeah i mean or i feel like this is basically like philo is saying like look i can hold my liquor all right that's fine <laughs> like i can drink it's fine it doesn't affect me like it affects you know no it's, it's one of those classic things where it's like things that are classy if rich people exactly. do them but trashy if poor people i mean do this them. is the thing with like prohibition where like you know they outlawed alcohol and basically it's just like well if you're poor you can't get alcohol but if you're rich made it expensive yeah you never stop being having uh, yeah alcohol but it's just like oh no when the poor do it they get drunk on gin and then cut each other up or whatever I don't know. yeah Ugh. anyways <laughs> the jewish tradition and rabbinic literature of noah rabbis blame satan for the intoxicating properties of wine so there you go oh okay so i don't know how that why didn't in this flood where he supposedly wiped out all the evil right uh, the evil could people. god not have yeah but if satan's still around you know it does seem like if then it's like you're set up to fail really. it does feel like if satan is a real thorn in god's side and god is omnipotent it's like why doesn't <laughs> he just stop satan oh because it's much more fun to wipe out and the a, innocent people who've been tempted and by we're just looking satan. at this through a keyhole okay we cannot see <laughs> the big picture anyway it, it does start to feel like god's powers are way over uh, exaggerated <laughs> so in the context of noah's drunkenness in chapter 9 of genesis relates two facts one noah became drunken and he was quote uncovered within his tent and two his son ham saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren outside so <laughs> guys Guys, a, Dad has a dick. Guys, guys you what? will not believe whose dick I saw. Well, the three of us are here. <laughs> There's only one other dick in creation right now. I mean, wait, did you see like an animal's penis? Because <laughs> guess what, Ham? Not breaking news. We've been on a boat for 190 days <laughs> with nothing but animal dicks. So Yeah, and you know, because they can't breed. Yeah presumably they're they're just going the animals are going crazy oh, i would have hated as soon as they get off yeah. the boat it's gonna be like an animal orgy. yeah i was gonna say while they're on the boat like just it's like hey when you're feeding the animals oh, well, they, do not they, get too they would have been aroused yeah, the whole do, time do not yeah. get too close to the male animals they are horny yeah <laughs> right so noah to drink he had to take off all his well clothes. i think he he got drunk and then i don't know maybe he's trying to get ready for bed and then he passed out halfway through and now he's, just drunk <laughs> and he's naked or whatever and then yeah. I mean, part of me is kind of like, this feels like best life. Just be able to get really drunk and just lay around. <laughs> but it 
it's weird because like obviously he has no peers he's drinking alone and that's yeah. a sign of a problem i mean it's a shame that his wife couldn't yeah join him but yeah it wouldn't have been that fun really yeah so maybe he was just dedicated to the science so this story of how ham saw his father's nakedness and told his brother because it's brief and because of textual inconsistencies it has been suggested that this narrative is part of a much larger tale Oh, and okay. that a fuller account explain why exactly. So the other thing is that because Ham told his brothers, his son mm. was cursed. Yeah. What? Uh, his son. That makes it weird. Noah, it wasn't weird until you made it weird. <laughs> right. You know? It's like, oh, you walked in on your dad naked. It happens. Fine. We'll all move on. But instead, it's like, you shouldn't have told anyone about that. And therefore, I'm cursing your son. That then makes it weird. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I mean, like, yeah. I mean, in fairness, you know, he didn't just tell anybody. He told a substantial population of the earth. That yes, that's true. <laughs> pretty much 100%. Because I imagine those men ba- told their basically wives Basically, well. like, selling the story to the yeah. press. Yeah. So, you know, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. <laughs> You can't put the dick back in the yeah, pants. Exactly. <laughs> so his ham son, Canaan, was cursed because Ham saw the beans and then spilled the beans about the beans. <laughs> what do you think about that? So a fuller account would explain what exactly Ham had done to his father or why Noah had Canaan uh, for Ham's misdeeds mm. or how Noah came to even know what occurred. Because, <laughs> But also, I mean, this is so like rape culture victim blaming thing it's like in you know really if anyone was at fault and as i said it wasn't weird until they made it weird but if you know if it was something that was not meant to happen Mm -hmm. then it was noah having his penis out right right? well i mean he's in a private space look if i'm in my bedroom and i just want to have my penis out and flapping in the wind right (laughs) which i don't because that's weird but let's say i get really drunk which is something i often do do in my bedroom and i pass out by yourself or whatever and somebody comes in and then like somebody who is not a member of my house comes in and Uh sees that like how's that my fault right well but he is a member of you because it would be if Tavish walked right, in. Right, but they, I mean, like, they're adults, so presumably they have their own tents, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, but tent, I don't know. I feel like, you know, when it's a campsite, it's not quite the same as, yeah. you know, they just broke into your home. Yeah, I don't know. But also, again, like, people see each other's genitals sometimes. Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> we, we could just need to move it's on. A, it's not that, you know, I'm sure he did, wasn't, like, starting the day out, like, I'm going to go see dad's genitals. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I can see you're struggling with this, so let me help you with this because there so here is what biblical scholars think okay some analysis of of the unconventional behavior that occurs between Noah and ham is theorized to be revolving around sexuality and the exposure of genitalia other commentaries mention that quote uncovering someone's nakedness could mean having sexual intercourse with that person or that person's spouse oh oh. so as so as quoted in leviticus so there's a passage in leviticus that says something to the effect of like somebody had sex with somebody's wife and it uncovered his nakedness his 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 nakedness cuckolding someone yeah his nakedness was his vulnerability no his wife oh okay so right so so, So your wife is your property exactly a a noun and an object and the object is nakedness yes i got it you possess her in addition to possessing her you possess the right to see her naked yeah which belongs rightly to the husband got it gross (laughs) so from this interpretation it can be deduced that ham was guilty of engaging with incest and raping noah or or his own mother. Okay, I take back what I said about it not being fair to curse Ham because yeah. well, and then it's, gross. so according to this, the the latter interpretation where he had sex with the mom would would make clear why Canaan was the product of an illicit union and was cursed by Noah. Uh, okay. So 
this is yes because so... obviously if it was him and his dad then there could have been no cursed child right. oh my god cursed child another harry potter know, ripoff right? of the bible this... <laughs> my god is that what that's about? i don't know i haven't seen it so here's a fun bit. I, I don't really want to give turfs money yeah just want to uh, i i feel like you know every episode we make a bold moral statement <laughs> that shows how good people we, we are really last don't. time it was we're against the murder of two-year-olds yes. this I, week we weren't just the don't murder. want to give turfs money <laughs> we were against the murder of all children <laughs> all living babies yeah, yeah okay um, and people and people yeah <laughs> so but specifically from the context of that advert two-year-olds yeah. <laughs> so this is called the curse of ham and the stories <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> it just sounds funny but sometimes when i fart i call that the curse of ham am i right because it makes me gassy anyways <laughs> but you're a vegetarian yeah, it's a doesn't joke. make that's sense a joke. Yeah. anyways uh so the curse of ham the story's original purpose so this is this is where the real fun comes in mm -hmm. is the story's original purpose may have been to justify the subjugation of the canaanite people to the israelis but in oh. <laughs> it gets better but in later centuries the narrative was interpreted by some christians muslim and Jews as an ex explanation for black skin, as well as justification oh, for Christ. slavery. Oh my God. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah. I've also heard that said about the mark of Cain because they talk about how when Cain killed Abel, he was expelled and uh, he was given the mark of Cain by God. And some people say that's black right. skin. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. So. But hang on. Hang on. But sorry. Yes. Again, all of humanity came from th like three brothers. Right. So there were cousins fucking. It's like, why is one incest worse than another? Dude, it's your mom. Come on. That's gross. Yeah, but it's, it's your cousin. It's That's also gross. His mom is way worse than cousin. <laughs> well, it depends how fit your mom is versus your cousin, Fair. surely. Fair. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's get off this topic. Anyways, so the whole point of this was I just wanted to point out the... Oh, yeah, that's that's really gross bad. Stuff. We're also at the Saint Misbehaving slash Ain't Misbehaving podcast. We're also anti-racist. Anti-racism and anti-slavery in general. Yeah. So... Not all heroes wear capes, yeah. but we just need to say but that these heroes have a podcast so <laughs> <laughs> wait we're heroes as well as legends okay yeah, yeah so people use this as a justification for slavery i mean that it's like if you do Again, look at well cause the thing is like when you look at like okay so everybody came from the same bloodline how are there people with different skin tones and it's like ah must be a curse anyways and oh my so God. uh since we're but, since oh we're God. the dominant power of it happened to all have this skin tone then the other skin but tone hang must on be but, but we don't have the same skin tone because well, some, yeah. you know they would have been middle eastern also true people and therefore not white so that <laughs> right well i mean this is like this is like backwards reading because i mean this is the thing right like so people who are like justifying slavery which is yes an unjustifiable i guess would already act. be yeah yeah already kind of unhinged. well i mean okay. which is only a justifiable act if you disregard all morality and are <laughs> you know like looking at things from a purely economic standpoint which where... you do no no hang on but if god says that this must be the case then it doesn't matter what feels right or wrong yeah. you just gotta have faith because as as you said we're looking through the keyhole right so that's the thing right is it's like oh we can justify this because god has cursed these people and so they're lesser than yeah. us anyway so it doesn't matter jesus yeah so it's really fucked up and it's horrible and it's it's one of those things where people go back and be like aha here's it's basically cherry picking bits of the bible so you can be like ah i can justify anything i want aha. yeah <laughs> which they do yeah so one last thing similarly the latter-day saints uh also known as the mormons mm -hmm. use the curse of ham to prevent the ordination of black men into its priesthood 
good. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That was a thing that was in effect for... So when you're a Mormon man, you uh-huh. are a priest in the church. It's like... Oh, uh, a... okay. So every Mormon man is a priest. So, but it's more like, you know, you become confirmed at some point. There's a process uh-huh. for it. And then you become like an adult in the church and you become a priest. Okay. When Mormonism started spreading to other countries and even within the United States, it started growing and black people were like, oh, we like this church. We'd like to join. And they'd be like, great. And they'd be like, hey, I'm a dude. I would like to be a priest. And the the Mormons would be like, uh, sorry, fella, that's not able. Because of ham. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's check the old ham book here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah, according to this, it says you can't be a priest. Why? No reason. I mean, biblical Out reason. of my hands. I'm sorry. Out of my hands. Wish I could do something about I it. I said hands. hands. <laughs> nice. But yeah, and then uh, I think they took that back sometime in the late 70s. Wow. So it is now the case. Which, to be fair, was like, you know, there was still... It's just wild how yeah. recently, you know, people who aren't straight cis white men have been legally recognized. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but no, so, so this is... Yeah, it's one of those things where they were just like, uh, this is a bad look. We should probably... Uh, it's one of those things... <laughs> it took them a while, though. <laughs> it's one of those things where they're just like, this is getting less and less justifiable. And, yeah. or, and it's just a bad look for us in the world. And so... Uh, one of the elders of the church, whoever was running the church at the time, was like, oh, I had a revelation. <laughs> Turns out uh, we can now. Now black members can be full members of the church. So. Why doesn't the Pope just do that about homosexuality? Because, like, surely he could just be like, I've had, I've chatted to God. And actually, he says we've been getting it wrong this whole time. He has the authority to do that. And I feel like this Pope in particular is quite relatively progressive is he he's not well relatively relatively he's still catholic he's still but the like hope yes and while he has said many like economic and environmental messages that i 100 he also with, you know was not in the hitler youth <laughs> unlike that helps the previous pope <laughs> don't hurt yeah and you know he seems like he has worked very hard on behalf of, of people of, of various economic backgrounds and mm-hmm. like he, he does care a lot about the poor he does care a lot about the environment it seems mm-hmm. he does not seem to care very much about anybody on any kind of lgbt spec and right but that's that's what i'm saying it's like you know that's probably like i just i feel like he's a relatively good guy and it could be that he just you know knows that that would probably be untenable with his position you know like how politicians compromise i guess possibly i'm just trying to you know give him the benefit of the doubt but maybe i'm being too generous i get the you know he he does seem like a good guy and relative to the power structure that he is yeah yeah relative to the power structure that he is inherently maintains and is at the head of he is certainly yeah okay fair enough a much seemingly a much more in line with the kind of morality of today than his predecessors at the same time he i don't necessarily have never gotten any indication from him that he seems to want to do anything about lgbt yeah condemnation within his church and i don't think that that's a battle he either it may be that you may be right that it may just be a fight he doesn't want to fight because he knows Mm. that but then i guess that in itself is problematic yeah because he is the infallible head of the world's biggest religion, I think, still. And mm. so it does seem like his, you know, he's also an extremely public figure and the head of, and basically a head of state. So his, you know, mm. his, any anything you could say about that would be amazing and helpful, yeah. I think, in the long run. But at the same yes. time. Yes. 
what are you gonna do anyways so yeah so the noah flood uh gave us slavery okay so that's not fair i love that as well it's like so god sent this whole flood to get rid of evil and then after that slavery was introduced well see that's the thing right so if everybody is virtuous now if so you only save the virtuous people then presumably everybody descended apart from the rapist son yeah everybody who is presumably yeah came from that would be virtuous and it's like well no we need to have some villains so you know we have these people who are the descendants of evil people so again god has fucked up because he chose four no wait how many was it eight people eight people and one of them was a real wrong one again I feel like <laughs> that would be the time when his fingers crossed I'll never destroy everything again by flood. Yeah. He should have had another do-over, just kept trying. Yeah, It's kind of the pettiness of, of human beings who are writing this and using this book to justify their mm. own power structure. Hatred. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, I need to figure out a way to justify my political ambitions and my mm. empirical desires. Empirical. Em- empire. Empirical? Empir- Imperial. Imperial imperial desires by couching it in the will of god and then that way Mm. i can justify anything yay (laughs) anyways noah died 350 years after the flood at the age of 950 nice so he was drinking for 300 years he got a real good drink on for 150 (laughs) years i mean it's probably one of those things where it's just like he's at a certain age and he's like yeah i know drinking's bad for me but i'm just like i'm what's i mean whatever i'm gonna die soon cut to 350 years later it's like ooh. (laughs) anyways (laughs) but yeah imagine how long he would have lived if he hadn't been drinking (laughs) unsustainable i mean if you scale this down like when i'm 60 i'm probably just going to be drunk all the time yeah and then if i live another 35 years that's pretty good (laughs) because at 60 my kid will be 18 so he'll be out of the house so i can just do whatever i want so he's the last of the extremely long-lived antediluvian patriarchs the maximum human lifespan is depicted as depicted by the bible gradually diminishes thereafter from almost a thousand years to Mm -hmm. just 120 years uh, of moses so moses only lived 100 squeak yeah i know see he did die i told you (laughs) you're right god it's in my own research and i didn't realize (laughs) 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 just on the mountain shut up (laughs) <laughs> which 120 years i mean to go down from a thousand to 120 does feel like a drop but 120 at this yeah. point feels pretty still good. quite long yeah. yeah and in all there are at least five locations in different countries that claim to be the tomb of noah oh so yeah which at least five in azerbaijan iraq jordan lebanon and turkey which of those has the most wine Ooh, good question well <laughs> i think that's probably what the where it actually I'm going to go as Armenia because the rest of those are majority Muslim nations and so I would imagine it would be yeah. short on wine. Yes. Or just Noah drank it all. Maybe. Okay. So here, do you want to hear about some crazy people? More crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear some about some modern day crazy people? <laughs> Yes, please. So where is the Ark now is the big question, right? <laughs> that, well, it was made of wood. It, no. So presumably just in the ground. Yeah, it just like dissolved into soil. like Yeah, <laughs> like all other trees. Yeah. So according to the Bible, Noah's Ark landed on the, <laughs> quote, mountains of Ararat. Okay. Many historians and biblical scholars agree that Ararat is just a Hebrew name of what is the ge- geographical predecessor to Armenia. So this is just a, okay. the mountains of Ararat is just like a big space in the nation of Armenia, right? right. Which is northeast of Turkey, modern day Turkey, right? <laughs> okay. They argue that the word referred to a wider region at the time, not specifically to Mount Ararat, which is an actual mountain in eastern uh, Turkey. Okay. So there is a Mount Ararat. It's a big old volcanic mountain in eastern Turkey. So 
nevertheless, Mount Ararat is traditionally considered to be the resting place of Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> so even though it, okay, yeah, so another contradiction. Yeah, you know, kind of inconsistently with what we've seen in this story so far, despite all evidence <laughs> to the contrary, people have decided that this is what is what happened. Sure, sure. Despite what is written in the book, you know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So again, you're saying that it doesn't matter what's actually there, people claim to interpret it literally and completely ignore it. Yeah. Wow. So Ararat has traditionally been the main focus of the search for Noah's Ark. Augustine Clement wrote in his 1722 bib biblical dictionary, it is affirmed, but without proof, that there are still <laughs> remains of Noah's Ark on the top of the mountain. So <laughs> I love it when things are affirmed without proof. <laughs> yeah. Archaeological expeditions, sometimes supported by evangelical and millennial churches, have... Oh been conducted since the 19th century in search of the ark according to a 1974 book around 200 people from more than 20 countries claim to have seen the ark on ararat since <laughs> 1856 a fragment of the ark is supposedly found on ararat is on display in a, in a church in armenia despite numerous reports of ark sightings and rumors n quote no scientific evidence of the ark has emerged searches for Ark are considered by scholars an example of pseudo archaeology this is the best Fair. quote because noah probably well hmm. almost certainly didn't exist yeah. I, yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, maybe there was a guy who started building a giant boat, but then he probably died before he finished it. Yeah. So this this is a good quote. Ked Fetter, I don't know who that is, said, as the flood story itself is unsupported by archaeological evidence, it is not surprising there is no archaeological evidence for the existence of an impossibly <laughs> large boat dating to 5,000 years ago. <laughs> The first recorded ascent of Ararat was led by French Parrot. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, a French Parrot. <laughs> was led by Frederick Parrot in okay. 1829. Uh, in his account of the expedition, uh, Parrot wrote that all Armenians are firmly... Sorry, I should say it the right way. All Armenians are firmly... <laughs> That's Noah's Ark uh, all Armenians are firmly persuaded that Noah's Ark remains to the very top of Ararat, and in order to preserve it, no human beings are allowed to approach it. James Bryce scaled Ararat in 1876. He discovered a piece of wood about four feet long and five inches thick. Well, that's proof. Evidently cut by some tool, and so far above the limit of the trees that it could by no possible means be a natural fragment of one. Bryce cut off a portion of the wood to keep and later argued that it might plausibly be a remnant of Noah's Ark, although he admitted another explanation for the wood had occurred to him but he was determined that no man is bound to discredit his own relic. So it's like, you can't make me say <laughs> Which is something not. we can all live by. Yeah. There's a whole, you can get, there's a whole Wikipedia page on the searches for Noah's Ark. <laughs> It's basically people in evangelical circles who want to prove that, you know, that uh, the Bible's real. They want a fun hiking holiday to the Middle East and they want people at their church to pay for it. Yeah, pretty much. And also, like, apparently the government of Turkey doesn't like this. And they, I mean, I think also... <laughs> that's, a, that's missing a trick. They could definitely cash in tourism-wise. I think it's not a an easy to climb mountain. Monetize. No, I, oh, I think okay. the mountain is like a dangerous thing they're like please don't uh, it's not a, it's so a, they have to spend loads of money rescuing people. yeah it's like and it's no it's just really annoying if you do this you know let's <laughs> get off our mountain uh there are people who believe that the governments of turkey russia and the united states know exactly where the are uh, hiding is, it oh, of course but they're Love hiding it. it uh there's a thing called the ararat anomaly which is an 
object appearing on photographs in the snow fields near the summit of Mount Ararat, Turkey, which is advanced by some Christians as being the remains of Noah Ark. There's like just a oh, wow. vaguely boat-shaped blob in old photos <laughs> and some satellite images that is, you know. Couldn't been... anything be argued to be vaguely boat-shaped <laughs> That's fair. If, you, if you believe hard enough? That's true, yeah. You, all you have to do is believe and anything could be <laughs> a, a boat. Oh, people. They're the worst. Yeah. I mean, and so Mount Ararat, by the way, is a volcano. <laughs> it's an inactive volcano. But Wait, so it would have been like... Yeah. Like, there's no way wood would survive there anyway. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that lava hates, it's fucking wood, you know? It's like, <laughs> or vice versa. You know, it's just like, yeah. yeah. It, and according to this, there's been, there's probably been eruptions around 2500 BC, 550 BC, 1450 AD, 17, 1783 AD, and definitely there was one in 1870. So we do another one quite soon. Yeah, I mean, there's a, that's the thing. It's like, there are eruptions that happen there fairly not fairly recently, but like there have been major eruptions that have like so in 1840 up to 10,000 people in the region died. Oh, in, wow. in the earthquake. I'm sorry, in the earthquake, but uh, it caused a magnitude seven point four earthquake. Wow, especially like 10,000 10, people to be living near a volcano in those times when things were less populated. Anyway, yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's basically like if it existed there, the volcano has certainly destroyed it. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, oh, but people are so insane. But yeah, I mean, there are just there is just a whole. I I recommend the searches page. There's just too many nuts, like weird people, <laughs> supposedly Russian alleged Russian expositions to it oh there's one of the saddest ones is a man named james Irwin, who was the eighth person to walk on the moon he was an astronaut and apparently oh no. he, got and back he became to... a noah nut <laughs> and then when he got back from the moon he apparently went kind of crazy and uh or he got ex <gasps> he didn't he got extremely religious and tried to go to mount Ararat multiple times including one time when he was almost killed in a landslide and oh my god they you know kurdish rebels i've seen the moon but what i would like to see is noah's yeah i mean it's just it's really just i don't know and it's it's kind of sad you're just like no you went crazy mm. for going to the moon yeah so also a fun page on wikipedia is the uh noah's ark replicas <laughs> and derivatives there are there are, i'm sorry there are three full-scale noah's ark full-sized yeah. full-size is upwards of 150 meters so between 440 and 500 feet in length <sighs> Just imagine what could be achieved if these people put their money and energy towards something helpful. Well, that's the thing is like, so one of these I knew about, I didn't realize there were three. I knew there was one. <laughs> Because I knew about one in Kentucky. It's gotta be three. Rule of three. Yeah. The Trinity. When I lived in Tennessee, there was talk of one in Kentucky that they were building. And it was this huge boondoggle. And also like the government had like somehow subs like somehow the government of Kentucky had subsidized oh, this Christ. or like given tax breaks and it was kind of a big scandal because people were like, oh, Why the God. fuck are you spending tax yeah. money on a art that then has like exhibits that say like, Oh, and here's where the dinosaurs were kept? Because <laughs> no man. Amazing. There's one in Hong Kong. Okay. And there is one in the Netherlands, and the one in the Netherlands is carried on a platform made out of 25 barges and is the only full scale <laughs> arc interpretation That's, that, floats. that actually floats. Yeah. And it doesn't oh my God, float amazing. on its own. It floats on top it's of It's just sat on some boats. Yeah. And it can actually move. Wow. I guess theoretically it can move. There, there are several wow. other smaller scale ones, some partial replicas you can go and see. I would not go to any of these because I don't think you really <laughs> want to support the people who make them. 
No. They're just putting out bad information in the world. At least Elon Musk and his insane plans. At least he's pretending, like, and, you know, there will probably be some good consequences of technology advancing, and that kind of helps people a little bit. But this is just pure waste and nonsense yeah it's for hope and if there's one thing that we we hate at this comedy podcast it's nonsense yeah i mean i often say that i'm i do like when rich people do crazy things with their money but this is actively harmful because it's (laughs) yeah like putting out bad because it's not even just like hey here's an arc and it's kind of fun you're like here's an arc and let Mm. us tell you why dinosaurs didn't exist or like (laughs) existed at the same yeah and yeah here's an arc and also the reason why there are black people and slaves oh greenpeace built a 10 by 4 by 4 meter replica of the Ark on Mount Ararat in 2007 to warn people about impending climate disaster. Nice. Yeah. That's an okay one. Oh. We, we, li- we like that replica. My, oh, here it is. One of my favorites was under the defunct heading. Noah's Ark Restaurant in St. Charles, Missouri was an Ark-shaped restaurant. <laughs> it was later torn down. Oh, Torn down sad. in 2007, yeah. So we can't go and eat at Noah's Ark. I would hope that that restaurant, you could eat any kind of animal meat there. I feel like that was um, the gimmick. Yeah, it must have been like, <laughs> but you have to eat two of them. So yeah, you have to eat two whole. But then also the toilets were just the basement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was no like sewage system. Well, in some interpretations, the toilet was the roof, and you just have to throw your poop off the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really fun theme for a restaurant. I think we should start a Noah's Ark restaurant. Yeah, I well, as a vegetarian, I can't really get behind that. But yeah, okay, fair enough. What, um, what if it was just corn shaped into seventy thousand? I like the idea that you make corn and you can we can you can have it shaped into any animal before you eat it, but it yeah. all tastes the same. But it's like, hey, but it looks like a yes. puffin. Isn't that fun? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that would be much less harmful as well. I think so too. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but the amount of like different shapes of presses to press things into, or would people be molding these by hand? Uh, we yeah. really need to think this through. We'll talk about this off mic. <laughs> Anna, was this? What do you think of the, this tale? Was it was it sufficiently epic? I guess it was epic. I mean, just from how much wine he was yeah. able to drink and live 300 years, that in itself is legendary. The drinking was legendary, right? Yeah. I mean, also, you know, making a boat when you're 500. Like, it is It is legendary. It's just none of it is credible or makes any sense. Mm. All the more reason why it's legend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree that the people don't talk enough about what an absolute lad Noah was and what a partier <laughs> he was. We could just, like, he could just house wine all day long and he just, he never got sick. Yeah, and it was a one-guy party as well. Yeah, I'm like a modern-day Noah because I don't get hangovers. So yes. I can drink as much wine as I want. Maybe I'll have 354 more <laughs> years. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that wouldn't be the best. I will no, probably probably not we just need to traumatize you a bit more first yeah but yeah and uh, uh no uh survivor of trauma people don't talk about that enough like that's not a thing that needs to uh, that gets talked about enough yeah maybe maybe they should i don't know make him the symbol of like some ptsd charity or something yeah survivor's guilt be like think that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but Anna, thanks so much for joining me today and listening to this oh, rambling story. Thank you for story. telling me about this. Yeah. Now you know all about floods. We can. We yeah. never have to discuss floods ever again. <laughs> okay. All right. It's no. I'll other... try not to get excited if there's any other references. Right. No other myths I'm going to bring up are involved going to involve floods that makes it sound very much like next time you're going to talk about floods as actually well. there were two things i didn't mention there's no there's at least one more flood myth that i didn't mention <laughs> that comes up in ovid's metamorphosis where jupiter floods the earth 
Okay. Uh, but he, I'll tell you this one really briefly, and then we'll go. Okay. Jupiter decided to flood the earth. All the other gods were like, is this a good idea? And he's like, um, who's the king of the gods? And they were like, you are Jupiter. And so <laughs> he floods the earth. Doesn't save anybody. Like uh, okay. nobody's out there like being like, "Hey, let's save a few people." That's that's interesting. It it takes a special kind of asshole to make Yahweh have the moral high ground right. there. But a man and a woman do happen to survive, <laughs> and because that's more impressive. Yeah. They didn't get any warning. No warning. No heads up. I don't know. Somehow they made it. Uh, I assume mm-hmm. by like floating on a mountain of corpses. Uh, <laughs> That were there. They old. just kept stacking them up and just climbed to the top. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like that's how anybody who's surviving. It's like the, when you watch a zombie apocalypse movie, it's like, oh, the only people who are surviving this are the worst. So yeah. these two people survive. Jupiter is impressed by their piety or their religious devotion and says, you can live. It's fine. Go repopulate the earth. And they do so by... Just the two of them. Yeah. Well, and you're like, wow. that doesn't seem like, it seems like that'd be tough for people to do. And, and it's yeah. because you don't understand how babies are made. And they do this oh. by walking <laughs> along and throwing stones over their shoulders. And when the stones hit the ground, they turn into people. Are you saying every time I've thrown a stone, I've actually accidentally fathered a bastard? Uh, just over your shoulder, but yes. Okay. So. I've got to be more careful. Yeah, we all do. Okay. So that's the last flood myth I'm going to bring up. <laughs> ever again on this podcast unless i find another one and then i'll torture you with that (laughs) thanks anna for sticking around and everybody have an epic day epic day cool see you next time bye